Hi, I'm Lauren Vogelbaum, host of the new How Stuff Works Now podcast. Every week, I'll be bringing you three stories from our team about the weird and wondrous developments we've seen in science, technology, and culture. Fresh episodes will be out every Monday on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music, and everywhere else that fine podcasts are found. Hey, everybody. I imagine that you are curious, like I am, about the world, about how things work, right? That's probably why you're listening to this show and why I do the show. Well, I also want to share another show with you. It's called The Great Courses Plus. It's not a show as much as it's this huge library of engaging video lectures presented by award-winning professors and experts in their field. You can learn about whatever interests you on here. They've got specific topics like black holes or World War II. Or you can just drill down and browse by category, find science, history, health, even travel and photography information. There's hundreds of fascinating courses on there with new ones that they're adding all the time. And you get unlimited access to all of them, and you can stream them from anywhere, anytime, on any device. The one I want to recommend to you today is called The Intelligent Brain. Sounds perfect for brain stuff, right? It is this really interesting look at research behind intelligence using brain imaging technology to explore the workings of human intelligence, learning how to make ourselves smarter. That sounds great to me. Sounds like it would fit in right here. So here's what we'd like for you to do. Sign up for The Great Courses Plus today because, get this, they are giving BrainStuff listeners a special offer. You get an entire month of unlimited access to all of their lectures for free. Start your free month today. Go to thegreatcoursesplus.com slash Brain stuff. Remember, that is thegreatcoursesplus.com slash brain stuff. Welcome to Brain Stuff from How Stuff Works. Hey, everybody, this is Brain Stuff. I'm Christian Sager, and I just got back from a vacation. Here's the thing, though if I were going out of the country, let's say to sunny Bolivia, my whole trip would have hinged on one vital thing my passport. But what is this thing exactly? Why do I need it to travel? Well, the first question has a pretty clear-cut answer. A passport is a document issued by a government that verifies your identity and gives you the right to travel under its protection. The word passport comes from passeport, a middle French phrase from around the 1500s. However, the idea of a passport is positively ancient. You can find evidence of state-sponsored travel documents dating from as far back as 450 BCE. And since that time, these documents have existed in one form or another with varying degrees of success. Since about the 1980s, most passports have been regulated by a Department of the United Nations called the International Civil Aviation Organization, or ICAO. So, Why do you need one? Well, ultimately, it goes down to proof of nationality. For example, let's say I was caught up in a vast conspiracy and I had to travel to the Vatican. That happens, right? Anyhow, I'm flying into Italy and I have to present some sort of proof that I'm really coming from where I say I'm coming from. Otherwise, any old supervillain with a plausible Yankee accent could stroll off the runway pretending to be an American, right? So possessing a passport is like having your country of origin vouch for you, assuring other nations that you are, in fact, the person you say you are. 
Keep in mind, however, that possession of a valid passport alone does not guarantee your entrance. Countries allow visitors at their own discretion, which means that, in theory, they can refuse entry to pretty much anyone at any time. So, even if you have a valid passport, make sure to check the entry policies of the country you're visiting before you hop on that plane. And not everyone's happy with the passport system. In The Invention of the Passport, Professor John Torpy argues that it is inherently a monopoly of the state, meaning a private company like, say, How Stuff Works, couldn't just slap my mug in a little book and send me off to Japan. Religious organizations can't do this either. Not only do countries control the passport system, but the issuing country can revoke your passport at any time. And of course... Not everyone has a passport either. In 2014, only about 46% of Americans had either a passport or the less comprehensive passport card. The 54% who don't have one overwhelmingly didn't get it because, well, they just didn't want the thing. However, people can end up without a passport for numerous reasons. Perhaps it's lost or stolen, in which case you'll need to contact your local consulate. In cases of war-torn countries, refugees may not have a passport. Some people are even considered stateless, meaning the country they live in does not consider them a citizen. The United Nations has special laws describing how to issue travel documents in these cases. So, there you have it. In theory, almost every single person on the globe needs a passport or some sort of official document to travel. This official document could be something for an individual, or it could be an agreement between specific countries. At one point or another, there's no other way to legally travel. Virtually everyone needs something like this. Ah, but did you notice how I just said almost every person and virtually everyone? That's right, ladies and gentlemen, there is one person in the world who can travel freely and legally without a passport or other documents. The Queen of England. True story. British passports are issued in the name of the Queen. Therefore, it's not necessary for her to have one. The rest of the family has to have a passport, though. Even the princes, William and Harry. Check out the BrainStuff channel on YouTube. And for more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. 